Hi, I'm Paul Firepower Gray, and you are listening to Motivation and Muscles Streaming Radio 24-7 with your host and legend that is Eric Fiorillo. Win it. Beautiful. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Spending all the time. Okay. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle streaming radio 24-7 today. Is the 2nd of February 2020. Um, we got the great John McCain coming in here very shortly. Before we come on, you know, we've been away for over a month. There's been a few things that have occurred um, that are being taken care of, and one major one which has been taken care of is some asshole decided to hack both of my sites. Um, and it could be more than one person. You know, they send out these little bots from what they've told me. I had to go out and hire a big company to come in here and fix this thing um, because we are dead in the water. And I'll tell you what, if you're starting a business or you've had these problems, go out to a company called SiteLock. They they were one of the most professional companies I've ever worked with, and they speak to you rather than back and forth with texting where you can't get a damn thing right. We had over 4,000 files that these assholes went out and destroyed, literally. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about shit? Well, we're not going to concentrate on them because we're back. But I'm telling you right now, M&M is taking a big twist in the wind with everything now. Um, we're going to be more aggressive. We're going to even be talking more openly in what we're believing because I'll tell you right now, the world is ripe for it. I've been doing a lot of things the last month, family stuff that occurred, and I've had the chance to listen to a lot of things that I wouldn't. And I'm telling you right now, if motivation and muscle grows the way it's going to, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come back to the real world and stop living these fantasy things with this, all these bullshit commercials and all. I, I can't tell you enough, but I don't care about that right now. That's where we've been. That's why I say, come on in and invest in us just to go out and clean up. That was over $1,200. And there's some other bills, too, that were huge. So if you believe in the show... Get off your ass and invest in us. And if you don't like that verbiage, well, I don't really care because you're probably not giving anyways. We give out a ton here. This There's not going to be any more laying down with anything. Nothing. We've always spoke our mind, and we've always been very fair, but now it's going to even be more. It's going to be a direct punch between the eyes from here now. That's the way we're working from this point on. It's up to you if you want to go and ride with the winners of the world. And as I said, we have John McCain coming in here shortly. Um, and it's great to be back, I got to tell you. I love what I do. And I miss the hell out of it. But this even gives me more aggression and ammunition to roll. Um, before I bring John in, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose. Out through your mouth and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? That's the way we speak here. And it's going to get even deeper with some of the new people coming in here, how we're talking mentally. We're going to talk to people literally that have created lives out of what they've done mentally. And you'll be amazed at what you're going to hear. No more. No laying down. No nothing. We are going to forge the path to everything. I mean that. If not, I'm not doing it anymore. That shit when they hacked me was the last straw. All right? And you push me, you better look out. And that pushed me further than anything in my life. Because you take a man's, you know, livelihood away from him, let me tell you, you can become a very dangerous man. And I hope I never meet up with these people. I'm telling you right now, never. So, because we are going to be an optimistic end, but you have to deal with things like this. You know, the next thing on the agenda, obviously, is 
the products here. Winners and champions, it is a killer product. You want to go out and listen to multiple ways to train. You've heard John and I have talked about Dr. Wong, so many people on here. This gives you literally a blueprint where you could do all these different modules the rest of your life. And we're not even talking about the expansion of the power rack here and the other shows we've talked about when John and I and Dr. Wong talked about rack and the whole mental tenacity of everything, which is so vital, okay? That's a big thing. So go out there on Fiorello Barbell Co. and purchase it. I mean it. You will not be sorry, and you can hear so many things. And if you want more, I'll record more for you. Also, too. Don't forget to go out to our Prosperity Conscious page on Fiorella Barbell Co. Invest in us. There's a $25.50 and $100 investment. It goes right to my PayPal account, and that's going to pay these bills besides going outside and working and everything else. I'm not going to keep spreading myself thin like this. But if you love the show, I don't care. A hundred of you send me $10. You know, you spend that on coffee in a week. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, but if you want to be part of here, and I know what I get from here, invest in us. Because right now, it'd be nice to be able to say, okay, the money's here. We're going to pay that big $1,200 plus bill off. So the company is obviously, this company is going to be constantly monitoring everything here security-wise. It's totally different than... Norton or any of that. This is specifically for these assholes that go out and try to ruin your businesses. And this is going on more and more because these shitheads are sitting around with nothing better to do. Period. So, invest. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at the shows John and I have done. I mean... The four shows, plus we did a singular show, plus the three of us did a show, the two of us did a show with Dr. Wong. It's pure gold, man. I don't care who you listen to and what they tell you they are and did. They aren't like this stuff. And if you want to become big and strong the rest of your life, teach your sons, daughters, neighbors, this is the stuff. And we're going to show you what we can do, and we aren't riding Peloton bikes, all right, to some fucking tattooed idiot saying, oh, go faster. doesn't work this way. You come talk like that here, you get your head broken. We are number one, believe me. Also, too, um, go out and sign up for our free newsletter on motivationmuscle.com. It goes right out to my MailChimp account, and you know how content-rich we are. Also, too, invest in advertising here. You've heard uh, uh, some pretty uh, curt talk probably for people, but I'm damn serious. And you invest with me, and you spend money with me, you're going to get more than you can bargain for. We'll have you on the show. We'll get you some money. Obviously, we'll have some money here. We'll build your brand just like us. This is a great time to come in here, and I am damn serious about what I say and do. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, and real power. And on that note, I'm going to give you some information on John. Let me just bring this up. Number one. John just turned a young 74 in December. He's been competing in all aspects of the Iron Game for 57 years. He's lifted in hundreds of meets, having won national titles in Masters Age, Olympic-style weightlifting and powerlifting, and acquired nine world titles in IAWA, which is all-around weightlifting. He currently is holding 335 USAWA national all-around records. He's a retired middle school teacher with a master's degree in guidance and counseling. John put to good use all the writing required in college by self-discovery articles published in about every, I know this for sure, available strength journal. He was quite involved with the sport during the golden age of power rack training in the 1960s and has continually trained with, researched, and written about the dynamic system ever since. Now, as I said, you should go out and find every hard gainer John wrote in in the 90s. That's how I discovered John. Um, huge fan of him, as I've always said. Never in my wildest dreams would I think that I'd be speaking to him, let alone he is a, a, a incredible friend to me. 
Um, and, you know, I probably was driving him nuts today, but thank God for him. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we're on the phone. We had a ton of problems. You know, Skype rolls out more crap. It messes up the recorder. I had to re-record. But this is the business, all right? And if you can't take it, you got to get out. And that goes for anything in life. You've got to be bold. And then we are bold. And as I said, I've got King Kong balls, so look out. On that note, John. Welcome back, my valued friend. It's always an honor to have you here, sir. Thanks, Eric. It's great to be here. I was going to actually pause for about five seconds to have you panic again, but I thought with all the problems we've had with these electronics oh, and computers, I didn't yeah. want it. But I thought today what we, we should really get into yep. is just get to the uh, exact procedure that guys should go with in the power rack uh pushing up and holding at a pin uh or some type of hold mm-hmm. that that is there and also get into the idea that was probably there long before the power rack became popular and that's heavy singles absolutely this is the way all the old guys trained uh i you know people will say no uh that's not right if you train singles uh, whether it's in a rack or with a regular lift, you're just working on your nerve. You're not building anything. Well, that's damn strange because everybody I saw back in the 60s uh, was training that way, all yeah. the lifters. Yeah. Not the bodybuilders, but the lifters. No, and, and you're correct. And, and, you know, John has been kind enough to send me a lot of articles. I'm always out fishing around. And, you know, I've been a little bit more busier out on Facebook and all through social media. And, you know, Putting a lot of the pictures up, looking for things I've never seen picture-wise of the greats, obviously. But, you know, my course in life, um, the power rack to me, um, I, I'll say this. I love stones. I was telling John, I sent him a note last night. You know, I'm very lonesome for stones for a number of reasons right now. I'll get into down the road. But I will tell you this. The power rack even though I've used it for years, I've never used it to this degree the way we're doing things. I'll tell you this, and I'll make this guarantee. All right, maybe you're stuck at whatever right now. Let's just say you're stuck at a 200-pound stone, and you're looking this year, you'd like to hit a 250. You know, most people say, well, that's only 50 pounds. I got news for you. I don't care if it's a Husafel, a natural stone, an atlas stone. That's a big stone, all right? And it takes a lot of horsepower and strength to lift things of that magnitude. And I was telling John, you know, we don't, you know, we're not into the suits and all that stuff. But I said to him last night, and he probably thought, okay, this pussy. But I, I'll tell you this. You know, I've lifted with gauntlets on. I'm not going to say no. I mean, uh, you know, they're leather. They go on your forearms. You know, uh, there's times when it's 100 degrees out with humidity. And like a crazy man, I stick the metal stones out in the sun. Okay, how psycho is that? You ever put your flesh on, I don't know how many degree of heat? It's like putting your arms in an oven. Well, I've burned them on purpose so I could carry them. Smart. Not really, because it screws you up for a while training because you're healing. But that's the degree of how much I love this stuff. It's the same way, too. I'm a visual guy in a lot of things. When John comes here with Rob and, I hope, Dre and whomever else he wants to bring, everyone's welcome. I think he's going to be very impressed when he walks up this 95 feet. And it's a visual like you wouldn't believe. And I believe visually... And I know we're getting off a little bit from this, but the power rack is a big visual because when you walk up the driveway and get closer, you're going to see the main rack dead straight ahead in the back of the garage where it's the hottest or it's the coldest any time of the year. Why? That's the way I wanted to do it. That was the plan, whether it was for sure or just something that innate intelligence said put there. That's the next thing. And then, you know, I said to John, you know, I love the white tape all around there. And I'm not going to lie. I've used tacky. Anybody that's ever lifted Anthony Biggs used tacky. You know what? When it's 100 degrees and you can't hold the fucking stone, I'll use tacky. Why? Because I want to run with it. I want to walk with it. There are times that things happen like that. But I will tell you this. That power rack, in my opinion, and I'm going to prove it, and John will too, I believe if you do the methodology we're talking about, and don't be afraid to come up with your own and send it to us. Communicate with us. That's what we want to do. 
I believe there's nothing you won't lift as long as you're willing to take the time, learn how to do it properly, and know it's not going to happen in 30 days. But my God, in a year's time, you'll be like, where have I been for the last 10 years? And that's where I'm going to stop. John, I know that was long, but I felt we needed to clarify everything here. Let's start right off on your end with the power rack. Let's go. Okay, Eric. Well, you said a few things about uh, the necessary things you have to sometimes use for stone lifting. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. That's safety's sake, and that's smart. But the reason power rack, uh, in my opinion, didn't really take off and uh, overwhelm everything mm-hmm. is – for two reasons that occurred mostly in powerlifting. Uh, one is the all the supportive gear, right? Uh, and secondly, is the drugs. The mm-hmm. two went together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I mentioned to you the other day that I had read of a lifter back in, in the, those old times, and he was like on the squat, uh, what we called a bomb out artist. <laughs> he, he, he would, you know, regularly go to yep. big meets, yep. do high squats, not get them passed. Yep. Then all of a sudden, as the gear got better, <laughs> this guy started actually getting some of these lifts. Yep. And of course, along with that too, uh, you know, the judging got looser. So high squats actually, uh, you know, were passed quite a bit in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the reasons I got out of it. But the, these things, the drugs and the supportive lifting gear actually, uh, kept people from using the power rack yep. because they found they didn't need to. Hey, yep. all I have to do is take pills, uh, find a way to get into this ultra tight suit, and the lifting is taken care of for me. Yep. yep. Uh, that was ridiculous. Now, back in the old days, uh, I think the guy that defined all of what we're talking about best was a simple statement by, uh, Norb Shemansky. Sure. Now, Norb, had a real dry wit about him, and he'd say things, uh, you know, you never knew how to approach him. I, I stood right beside him one time, and the way I approached him was keep my mouth shut, because <laughs> <laughs> he it. looked mean when he yep. was warming up. Yep. But at any rate, uh, he simply came up with a quote. Somebody asked him, uh, Norb, with all your strength, uh, he says, uh, and this is when it was happening, he says, do you use isometrics in your training? And Norb said, sure. He says, every time I miss a press, I keep pushing. It's stuck, but that's my isometric. And actually, he meant it to be funny, but it was true. Because this is where uh, I had told you before about singles training that so many of the lifters did. Well, they had to. Uh, Because, you know, as I used to tell guys when they got on me about doing singles, I said, hey, in a contest, they only make me do one. That's right. Why should I train for anything else? Well, the old guys always singled up, and, yeah, they always ended up missing. There wasn't any of this percent bullshit. Yeah. You went, you trained on a lift until you hit one you couldn't do, and then you tried to push it anyway. Uh, particularly in, <clears throat> in the press, which was sort of king of everything back then. Now, uh, when they first moved into isometrics, and Bob Hoffman did this and everything, that sold real well because, you know, Hoffman was a, a big-time marketer. Yeah. But the, but the thing was that the guys simply did not go – all lot. They didn't understand what they were supposed to be doing. They didn't go and do a uh, an isometric press, uh, all lot, balls to the wall type of training. They they'd hold it there, and yep. who knows what they were doing. So when the power wreck came, when Ziegler and March uh, sort of thrust this on it, and eventually Hoffman had a had to sell it uh, and had to build it. Because the, this is why Bill March had to go down to uh, Dr. Ziegler's sure. place. Anyway, is because Ziegler had a power rack. Hoffman didn't. Mm-hmm. Not even in the York Barbell Club at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, this became the thing when uh, Ziegler and March sort of told the world what they were doing. And the thing is, when you're using it with a weight, 
Then the isometric at the top, two inches, one inch, however you're lifting it, is going to work simply because you have, you know how much you're pushing. And if you've increased from the last workout, now you can make it progressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what they found, of course, was that uh, in doing this uh, type of progression, it seemed to go much further than uh, just doing heavy singles that would stick on you. Yeah. B- because you could keep adding weight because you were going with such a short range. Now, you know, Bill March, as we've discussed before, uh, had his own little spin on this and he didn't use top pins. He would just lift a heavy weight, uh, uh, a very short way off the bottom pins sure. and, and then pull from there. Uh, but just about everybody else that really made uh, big gains on this went to that top pin. Uh, Perry Rader wrote an excellent little pamphlet on it. He called it, uh, Isometronics. Yep. And yep. what it was is what I just described. Uh, starting dead stop at a bottom pin, lifting it up maybe two inches, and then pushing as hard as you can on the top pin. Yeah. Uh, John Patrick O'Shea, uh, uh, a, a doctor uh, of physical training, I, I think it was Oregon State University, mm-hmm. wrote a super her book on this called Scientific Principles and Methods of Strength Strength Fitness. And in there, he has a superb chapter on uh, training in exactly that manner, where Correct. you start at a dead stop pin and go up two inches and uh, push for all you were worth. Mm-hmm. As he said, you developed, you, you had to develop a tremendous amount of initial drive to break it free from the dead stop position. And then when you pushed into the top pin, you actually were carrying and increasing that workload. Oh yeah. So, so it was a, uh, uh, and he did a lot of tests on it, wrote many papers on it, and did a, an enormous amount of research on, on this type of training. Uh, he even found out, he was, I think he was kind of surprised, as he mentions in his book, that isometrics didn't pan out with the uh, college group so much right. during tests because college guys weren't actually lifters. So they, no. What did they care? They, no. they could fake yep. holding against the top end. But when you put weights in their hand, there was no fakery. Right, right. And, and you maintained this level of strength that you had to break off those bottom pins. Well, you know, it's real interesting. Um, you know, we've talked on multiple shows. Obviously, this is volume five. And the thing I find very interesting, especially like your grandson, um, if you really, really get into this, you know, of course, most people are treading in unknown water. So right there, we've got a fear base automatically because the first thing you're going to hear, like I've heard, well, you're going to get injured. Well, I mean, you can get injured, you know, walking down your stairs like I did. Um, you know, you hit a piece of ice, bang, it's all over for a while. This stuff happens. This is called life, as Doc Ridge would always say to me. But I'm telling you right now, I've said this to John, you know, I've said that John and I have talked about this on air and off air, like with my brother-in-law being a high school uh, varsity football coach. John just said a very big thing that I hope everybody catches on to is starting from the bottom with the lift. Okay, now we're talking middies, what we're doing, but obviously... March, if you read Anthony DeTillo, a lot of times DeTillo did the three, low, medium, high, all right? I don't imagine he did that all the time, but a lot of stuff I've read by him always espouses to those three points on the power rack. But what John said with the bottom, the explosion, now think about this if you're a coach. And you got players, obviously, running backs, linemen, everything. Think about that bottom end when you're on the line and you got the opposing team coming at you. And you've built that bottom end so strong. What do you think you're going to do when these guys come in after you? You're going to blow them right out of their shoes. But once again, if you don't 
believe in this style of program because this is a very rugged program. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. If you've been listening to us and you have anything about the power rack in your past or your future, you're gonna know this is no bullshit here. But the thing I want to make clear to everybody, I said to John the other day, you know, it was great to get back training again. You know. Obviously, I'm not using anywhere near max weights, and I want to go way beyond what I was using. But there's a difference in the power rack and everything else I've done. You know how much we talk about stones. We've got the greatest stone lifters. You know, Dennis here, he's come back. I haven't talked about it a lot. He weighed 294 pounds of fat. And he won't mind me saying this, and we'll have him on. Maybe we'll have him on with John one day even. He looked like he was nine months pregnant, and he was teetering on some serious stuff. We talked about it. He came back in November, and as of this past Friday, I have him down to 218 pounds, which is phenomenal. Now, the next thing we're going to do within the next two weeks is, besides what I have him doing, he's going in and he's going to learn how to do the dead stop squat. And he's going to be using one of the prototype bars because I have two of them here. One's for John when he comes and the other one's mine. And we're working on right now in the next two weeks to have the, the new, the other bar done. I'm not going to get into that. Um, this is going to be exciting as hell to see. Is he going to be breaking records right away? Absolutely not. But you're going to see another dimension through the power rack. And this is what I've been trying to state and make clear to everybody and why thousands of people should be embracing this right now. This guy has gone from the bottom, all right, and through how we've done things mentally, and the mental end has been bigger with me than ever with him. Because before, he didn't have a belief system, in my opinion. I had to push and push and push. Obviously, you have to direct. But the thing is, now he has a set of standards to go by, a way to go. You know, 213 is the goal for next weekend, all right? We're going to get him down to 200. That would be a 94-pound weight loss. And now we've just incorporated the power rack. Now, you know how excited I am about that? Because this is a guy that will do it. You know why? Because he listens to me. He's seen me in the past, and he loves John. He hasn't even met John yet. He listens to all the shows. I relay messages from John. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not just the power rack. You have people that are showing you examples of success through the power rack, through their life. This guy, in my opinion, will get him down to 200 pounds, and I'll probably bring him up 10 pounds through the power rack and through the other things we'll be doing, obviously. And I'm here to guarantee you, this guy at 6'2 will be ripped to shreds at 215 without taking drugs, without riding Peloton bikes, and listening to a bunch of horse shit going in his ear. One thing we've established with him, finally, is it's no more this outside interference. Everything is coming from the inside out. I'm going to give this to John momentarily, but I want to tell everybody right now, you look at his grandson, Dre, all right? You look at John, myself. Dennis is coming into the picture. If I have my way right now, my nephew Danny, he'll be 10 in April. Danny will be doing the power rack right now. And who knows what's down the road. Maybe he will. But I'll tell you right now, anybody in the Albany area, your kids are in high school, your daughters, you come over to my place, Fiorella Barbell Company, and I guarantee you, we will have success with your kids like you've never seen before. I promise you that. And you know how we'll do it? We'll do it with the strongman style training, but the main focus will be the power rack. We will build you like you've never seen before. It's all yours, John. Well, the big thing here is that uh, with youngsters or with your friend Dennis, yep. the fact is that they're going to they're going to start getting that mental attitude yep. to go toward heavy weights. Maybe not right away. Take your time, but they'll see steady progress. Yep. And eventually, over time, this is how a strong person is built. Yep. Uh, it doesn't happen right away, but it does condition you through constant success, constant gains in adding weight to acquire this strength. 
that's what it's all about. Now, Dennis, when when uh, when he gets to the power rack, is going to be super yeah. because he's developed this mental attitude from losing that phenomenal amount of weight through training. Yep. And so it's just going to be a logical step to go up in training uh, and increase. Uh, Dennis reminds me a little bit of uh, one of our former Mr. Americas, uh, Vel Vasilev, yep. if I'm pronouncing that right. No, that's right. Uh, who who uh, had a, a, a fitness show and everything, and because of that, uh, he, he uh, reduced a lot of his weight to the point where he had viewers writing in. He weighed only 180 at the time. Uh, did you stop lifting? What happened to all your muscle and everything? So, of course, you know, anybody that had been into it, uh, he thought, well, yeah, I better better start, you know, getting back to the old bodybuilding routine and show them I still have it. But the fact is, when you lose it and you get up a little bit in years, you don't gain that back so quickly. No. He couldn't do anything. So, you know, at the same time, uh, if I have my – uh, history correct. There was a, a, a police group over in New Jersey okay. that asked him to come in and train them. So what he did for himself and them, they all went to the power rack. Of course. Within no time, Val was back up to 215. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And he had the complete strength and body to go with it, uh, whereas standard training just wouldn't work for him yeah. anymore. Uh, you know, this is just one example, but that's uh, a, a pretty great example in a case like that because the guy was already great uh, and then just went on. And to restore that, it took the power rack. OK, in my yeah. own case, uh, I would have never made uh, anything, even though my gains were uh, moderate over a lifetime, but I wouldn't have been anywhere near there if I hadn't incorporated the power rack throughout the years. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a way of getting that heavy weight without injuring yourself. In fact, right. you mentioned injuries later and it, it uh, I, I had a chuckle to myself, not that they were funny, but you had a pretty major injury. Yep. I, I, I uh, tore a tendon in my wrist, not from lifting, from fishing, of all that, things. Yes, yeah, that's usually what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, if we would have just stayed training yep. <laughs> instead of doing everyday things, we wouldn't have had those issues. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, it's very interesting, though. You and I have talked about this a lot, you know, off air and through email and all that. As I said, as I said to John when I sent him a note last night, you know, the look of everything, you know, uh, being, you know, gauntleted up and lifting some big stone and going out and lifting a hoose of steel that's on fire, you know, and it's 100 degrees plus humidity. It's the same way with the rack. When you go in the rack, it's it's this, it, it's like you got, as I call, the four pillars of power. When you walk in there, I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. It's like there. I, I don't know if I can describe to you. The feeling, especially inside, man, it's like, it's like someone's taking you and turning you upside down and upside down and upside down. And it's like, you know, I was saying to John, cause we talk about the lists we do. We've talked about them on the show. I mean, I'm using a pollen axle for almost everything. And my God, man, you know, floor press is laying on the platform with the rack, right in the rack. What a feeling. What a feeling. You know, nothing's clean there. You get up. You know, usually I'm still wearing cut-off shirts. I mean, my the back of my arms are all black. I don't care. I love it. Same way with a bent row. That feeling, that pull, that feeling, that pull. Same way with the standing press. Same thing. What's going on in your head when you're doing it? Well, I'll tell you what. I know what's going on, but you know how I seem to fire even better? I let myself go blank. And this rack does things to you that even stones didn't do to me. I'm telling you right now, if anything is ever going to find your inners and push you to the maximum of your potential, and not only physical, but your mental potential, and you better have spirit, you better believe in something, because your belief system, especially John's alone a lot, 
I'm alone most of the time. You know, we've talked about this before where I'll scream his name out when I'm like almost shattered, literally. I need the strength right now. Hulk strength, John strength, Steve Jack strength, Paul Anderson strength. You think I'm le- uh, I'm fooling around? I'm telling you right now, John and I talked about this offline. There's been times I felt that somebody was in the room with me. I mean that. The energy you could feel in the room. Whatever it takes, the breathing, the getting under that. There's nothing like getting under a big lift to move dead stop. If you haven't done it, I'm telling you right now, you've got to try it. I don't try. No, you've got to do it. You will feel like a whole different person. Your spine, your brain, how everything fires to your feet and back up, it's all different. And another thing I've always said, I learned this from an old lifter at the Y many years ago who beat us all up because we were punks, but then they liked us when we came back and they were teaching us shit. These are all older guys, too. He used to always tell me, you know how you're going to have a good workout tonight? And I'd be like, how? Look at your hands. I was like, what? He's like, your hands. When your hands are pumped, that means you're going to have a big workout. And I'll tell you what, he was right. And I still say that to myself when I go out tomorrow. If those veins and those muscles in my hands are popping, because you can feel it when you grab a bar, especially in a pollen, you're going to have a hell of a workout. When you think on that, think about what I said about Dennis and what John said. I took a guy that was mentally just wrecked, all right? I trained him before. He came back and got heavier. That's telling you that we never got to him mentally. This time, I know we did. And, it, and, and there's different things in his life. He has two little boys now. Suddenly, the equation has changed. He's got a wife. He's got a brand-new house he's moving in this month. Okay? He's figured out now that we can't have any more mistakes here. This is a lifetime of training. Whether I train him forever, probably not because I'm not going to stay in New York, but while I'm here, I will definitely train him. He's a good guy. He's been very good to me. And those are the people we need to have in this organization, the John McCain's, the Dennis's. Those are the ones. I got a great note from John Rockman Johnson, Sterling guy, Sterling guy. This is what we have here at M&M. But I will tell you this, and I'll give this right to John. The four pillars of power and what we've talked about, this is volume five, and we're going to hit singles a little bit before we, we're going to get off in the next ten minutes. I will tell you this. You will never step into anything more important than the four pillars of power. And if you put it to the use we're talking about or you reach out to John or myself for help, you're going to be so far ahead of this game and you're going to be blowing people out of their shorts. I would love to get a whole high school football team here at FBC or half of them. I guarantee you. These guys or these girls doing gymnastics or whatever, I promise you, if you buy into what we're talking about and you pay attention to me, you're going to be the best. You will be the strongest. You'll be the deadliest athlete you've ever seen. It's all yours, John. Well, you mentioned a couple things that I wanted to hit on. Uh, Singles, home training, uh, and the power rack, of course. Uh, It it made me recall uh, an old teammate of mine. Uh, years ago, the guy that sort of coordinated the team, actually it wasn't a, in one place, it, they would come from different locales and this guy sort of put it on himself to, to call it all his team. <laughs> but he said, wait till you meet our new heavyweight. You're gonna love him. He says, the trouble with the poor guy is, he doesn't really know how to train too well. All he does is train at home and all he does is single up. Uh-huh. And I said, well, that's what he should do. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's, you know, he's going to burn himself out on that, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the guy's name, some of you might remember, was Don Reinhold. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and Don was probably, well, Terry Todd writing him up said he was the strongest power lifter ever. Yeah. Okay. The only guy that held all four power lifting records heavyweight at one time. And, you know, Don later on would, you know, as he went up, was having a little trouble with his deadlift, so he went to his home power rack. He yep. did power rack, uh, dead stop deadlifts, and 
this enabled him eventually, I don't know that he ever did this in a contest, but uh, in, in actual training, uh, he did well over 900 in the yeah. deadlift. Yep. Okay, and it was, you know, in excess of the world record at the time. Uh, I personally saw him one time just in a, a casual training uh, uh, situation. He worked up to, you know, he was talking and babbling to guys in between sets because, uh, it, like Paul Anderson, he took a lot of rest in between sets. Sure, sure. But his last set was 924 oh. in the squat for a double. Yep. And the record at the time was, you know, well, he held the record at the time at 9.05. But, you know, he did this uh, and uh, just phenomenal lifting. And he never used uh, super suits. They weren't nope. even developed yet. He didn't even use knee wraps. Right. And one time in a national did a 9.50 squat without knee wraps at all. Yeah. Just completely raw. Uh, so the, the guy was uh, a phenomenon. And the idea was that, uh, yeah, he used a rack. Yeah, he used singles, although he went a lot with doubles and triples uh, later on. Uh, he just enjoyed working them sure. more. But the thing was, when, when I saw him do this squat work at the one time, he was just casually mentioning, uh, somebody asked him, is this all you do? Well, he says, you know, other days I do the bench and the deadlift. And he says, uh, he says, oh, yeah. And he says, sometimes I do curls for the girls. Ah. <laughs> and we all laughed. We thought that was cute. We pictured this this behemoth yeah. doing uh 25-pound dumbbell curl. Well, guess what? I found out later. His idea of light curls for the girls were four sets of six with 250 pounds. Holy God. In the girl. Uh, I mean, yeah. now this is what it takes to develop a pair of 24-inch arms. Absolutely. It's heavy weight. You don't screw around with the light stuff. Yep. And, again, you know, getting back to the power rack, this enables you – to get into heavyweights quicker than anything I ever saw. Yep. You dead stop them, uh, train up so you go up two inches or even less. I think I told you, Eric, about uh, a recent thing I've been doing. Uh, in my power rack, there is a two-inch gap between the two pins. Correct. I wanted to go more like Bill March and lift it a little bit, but I didn't want to, I, I still wanted to hold it against something. Sure. So I, I took a pair of those flat automotive bungees. Yep. Put it around my power rack halfway between the two sets of pins. Yep. And now I just squat up to that. And uh, sometimes you get a little exuberant. You shouldn't ever really blast off. Uh, because you're going to fail real quick on the bottom pins. Uh, more like a, I always thought of it like a rocket ship. You know sure. how a rocket takes off down at Cape Canaveral. Oh, you yeah. see all this smoke and everything, and the thing slowly starts off the ground. Uh, and then it takes off after it gets some acceleration. That's the same idea with the power rack. So I like to slowly go, but I don't want to build acceleration. Right. So those one inch above bungees keep all the power right there. Oh, I yeah. don't get a chance to blast or accelerate. I yep. just have enough oomph to get off, to break the bottom pins and get up to these things. I'm moving like a turtle. Yeah. But, but that's where the power is because once you have that, if you're doing a regular lift, then you do start going faster and faster. Well, and you think about Reinhold, too, you know, when you talk about, you know, no wraps, no suit, no nothing. I mean, think about what John just said, the equation of that. How much he used the power rack, I have no idea, but obviously he believed in it and used it. Now, think about this. We've talked about on previous volumes, ligament, tendon, bone, cartilage, all that good stuff there. What do you think that's doing? When John talks about moving it, who knows how far into a bungee cord, slow progress slow push slow building strength you're not going to have to wear any that support gear he proved it the thing is obviously it's a time that you've got to learn and build through it but think about the amount of weight you can use in safety as far as you want it to travel okay what you want to hold for time what's out there that does that nothing that i know of nothing 
everybody's always saying, how do you get stronger? Well, we got, this is a fifth volume of how you get stronger. Stick to singles. One, one. That's all you gotta do. One thing I love about singles is your concentration, right? What usually happens when you see these guys get hurt? They're doing, as they like to say, volume. Okay? Volume is a great way to destroy yourself because you're going to reach a limit of how far you can go rep-wise. And from there, it's all counterproductive and going back the other direction. Things happen. All of us have tears. We've all done that stuff. But as you increase your volume, as they say, and your repetition and your sets, okay, they don't tell you that when you're doing 10 sets of 15 for barbell curls, I don't care. They'll say, well, it's light. I use, you know, 45 pounds. I don't give a shit, man. That's putting a lot of wear on everything. Eventually, snap, and you're done. Power rack, yeah, I'm not saying you can't get hurt in it. It's like anything you can if you do it incorrectly. But the chances of that happening are very, very remote. So what can you tell me that's out there that gives you complete safety? It allows you to move it any distance you want, okay? It allows you to use the weight you want. And here's the biggest dividend. It makes you strong as a fucking ox. Tell me what's out there that does that. Nothing. There's nothing out there. Stones, sandbags, everything. You're never going to hear me say. Flipping tires, great stuff. Great stuff. But it pales to going in, standing in those four power posts there, and putting on the best performance you can for that day. And even can I interrupt for a second? Take take it, take it, take it. Okay, you you had mentioned about the uh, injuries and everything. And in all my years in lifting with a lot of guys and a lot of gyms, the only injuries I ever saw were the guys that were trying reps. Absolutely, not the singles. And I've never heard of an injury within the power rack. Nope. Now, now back in the days of uh, Bill March and Lou Ruicky. They had a day set aside where they would single up. Yep. Okay. The the singles were actually an important component there because that enabled that acceleration that I mentioned yep. earlier yep. from their efforts in the power rack. Uh, and, and probably everybody that does get into power rack training seriously should set a day aside or – you know, once a week, maybe once every two weeks, where they single right up. And they practice their form. They practice then the acceleration. And the thing that they, they will find out between acceleration and their power rack training, they don't have the sticking points anymore that they used to. Exactly. exactly. And you're right on the money. And you know what? Here's the thing about the rack. And I think we'll wrap it up because we're going to kind of keep these shows a little shorter because there's going to be much more material. There's a ton here. Here's the thing that I think is the most beneficial thing with the rack. It's an opportunity, and everybody's always saying this, people that come here and want to train, Dennis is like so stoked on this rack. Here it is. How many things give you an opportunity to get as big and as strong as you want? I don't know any. You can power lift, you can Olympic lift and all that. You don't think those guys are doing other things? You know, John mentioned this, I think, on our first show or in the introduction. I remember him saying, you know, there was rumors even over in Russia that they were doing the power rack work. That's why they're getting so strong. Now, everybody will say, just like with Dr. Ziegler, they're all taking Diana Ball. Well, I'll say this again and again and again. If that was the case, everybody then who took Diana Ball could be at the level of a Surge Redding. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All right? Bill March, are you kidding me? Come on. That's Look. Whether you agree with drug use or not, that's your prerogative. But I get very tired of hearing people say about these super, super specimens that this, it was all drugs. Well, maybe for some of it was, and we know what John said, in the later years, you you get away from the big heavy disciplines. And if you can go and do things with the suits and the drugs, okay. But let's, let's let's look at it the other way. Can you imagine if they really went out and worked super hard? And I mean that. Super hard. 
they would have bypassed both of those things, in my opinion. But you know what? That's once again the mental thing we talk about. And we've talked about it on a few occasions. It always comes up. John and I talked about it specifically in one show, Dr. Wong and, and John and I, too. But I, as we go along with this, no matter who we bring in here or if it's just John and I, we're going to get on this mental thing because I've got a gentleman coming in here. We had to postpone, but we're going to reschedule for this month, I believe, if not early March. Wait till you hear the whole mental thing with this gentleman. This guy is making a living with this. And he is dead spot on. And we talk about subconscious and how we rewire and the 21 days to change your thoughts. It's no bullshit. You start writing down your thoughts about power rack training and how you want to behave and how you want to do things and what you want to achieve and get dedicated. Get away from the phone. Get away from the television. Shut yourself off as much as you can at least a day or two a week from that world. You watch what's going to happen to you. You better plan on going out after about three or four months. If you're dedicated to this, you're going to need all new clothes. If you're in business, shirt and tie, get ready. Get ready. And what is bad about that? It's a great thing, folks. So I'm going to leave you with this, and I'm going to give it to John to summarize his end. And we'll be back. We might even do another show this next week because we've been away for so long. I will tell you this. If I was going to make an investment today, I had the capital, I listened to John and myself, and I don't have a power rack, I train at home, I have the ceiling height, whether it's a cellar or a garage, or a lot of guys do it outside, depending where you live, the first thing I would do is I'd go out and get me a power rack. In fact, I'd order one tomorrow. There's plenty of places you can go. You don't need one with all the bells and whistles, Okay. Go out and get a half rack if you want. You won't be able to press, obviously, but you can squat and do big benches with it and poles if if that's more your market. But the point is, get started. It's 2020. It's February 2nd. The show will be up tomorrow. Listen to it. Re-listen to it. And I'm telling you, go out and get your power rack. Go out and buy a good bar. Have some good quality plates. Go out and look for used stuff. You might be able to do better that way. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you. If you do what we tell you to do, you're going to have the biggest year of your life with the iron. And believe me, you'll be happy. And as I said early on in the show, you'll be like, where have I been for the last 10 years? John, summarize everything. Take your time. Everything you want to get out, please do that. I will give out my information, and we will sign off for today, brother. Okay, heck, just do it, guys. Uh, Eric mentioned about getting a power rack. I think there's even directions still online where you can build your own out of wood. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, but get one and discipline yourself. Uh, set a year aside. Yep. Say, I'm going to do this for a year. Take your favorite lifts, do them for singles in the power rack, holding, uh, you know, between two mid pins. And you can't miss. The big thing is plan or discipline yourself to make your workouts extremely short. Yep. For any one lift, all you need is uh, technically all you need is one single. I like to use three. I like to do a, a, a like a, a, a medium one, medium heavy, heavy one. You know, maybe 20 pounds between each of those three. Sure, sure. And hold each for uh, four or five seconds. There you got 12 to 15 seconds of the toughest holds that you'll ever do, but it'll make the, the biggest gains. Yep. That's the bottom line. Do it. I'm with you. Um, anything else, John? That's it. That, you know, if they discipline themselves to use the KISS approach. That means keep it simple, stupid. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, then they're, they'll, they're fine. Um, and one other thing, too. Lots of heavy singles, good protein, eat well. I'm telling you right now, you don't need the creatine and all the other bullshit. If you want to go ahead, buy some good aminos or liver, that's fine. But you don't need anything else, and you need to go out and give yourself a real chance with this stuff. Because as you see with John's grandson, Obviously, this kid, if he really wants to put his nose to the grindstone, 
he's going to be pretty deadly at anything he does. And he is at that age where that kid is pumping testosterone like a mother, you know what. This is what I'm talking about. And you know what else is great about this? You get some kids, man, and you help them shape their minds. You make them like they're not afraid anymore. Okay, they don't get mixed up with bad people. And if they see it, they get away from it. Do you understand how important this is? Those four pillars of power, in my opinion, will make you a Hercules, an incredible Hulk, whatever you want to do. Or you might be the best guy in the neighborhood or the girls. We talked about you got girls in they're playing sports everywhere. Come here. Talk to John. I guarantee you it will be a whole different world. On that note, if there's a show you'd like John and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We are on Spotify, and we are on Google Podcasts. If you want to get us in your car 24 hours a day, seven days a week, AHA directory pronounced AHA. Also, too, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of inspiration. This show is pure inspiration. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day because you don't know what people are going through. You never know. And I'm telling you right now, you're not weak if you're kind. You're stronger than anybody out there. There's too many people walking around like I'm king shit. Yeah, well, I wouldn't worry about people like that. That's why I try to tell Dennis when he'll say stuff. I said, look, let's concentrate on the good stuff. This week it's 2.13. Let's concentrate on prosperity. Let's concentrate on things that are going to further us and stop worrying about these people that are meaningless. It's like everybody's like, you're not going to the Super Bowl party? I could care less. I won't watch one down of that. If you like it, good for you. i got better things to do. I'm going to work and study my ass off again tonight as I'm a little bit behind the eight ball. And that's what I want to do, get to bed early, start tomorrow, train in the morning. Uh, I'll be in my glory tomorrow. Back. Back to the FBC Steel and Stone Yard. Also, too. Um, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, if you're going to press it, squat it, deadlift it, do it up. Do it up, do it up, do it up. That's what we're here for. Do those things. Also, too, um, the great Hoosa Steel Crusher Stone says in blood red domination, we dominate the path, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls, and as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. Well, you got a big dose of it today, and it's only going to get higher and wider, like I said, a big tidal wave of it. Frank Klein, my greatest business professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. And and uh, John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day, and you'll get a grin from ear to ear. Um, also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred, a million, a billion of your friends about us. Sign up for Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids. Be part of this, all right? Send us things that's on your mind. Get in the rack. Tell us what you're doing. Maybe you come up with the greatest invention. This is what it's all about. We're sharing information, and we want to see everybody get better. John and I don't hold anything back. If we're holding stuff back, that's because it's it's either working or not working, or we're doing stuff to further what we're doing. That's how you get great at things. Don't be bashful. Be bold. Also, too, um, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it one, two, three steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with John, I can't believe I remembered all this stuff, too. It's been over a month since we've done a show. Remember this. You're all winners, champions, unstoppable, and you have greatness. And I'm telling you right now, if anybody tells you anything different, get away from them. No more of this stuff where you stick around. Put yourself first, because when you do that, then everybody else, you can touch their soul with your belief and how you will help them out. That's what you do. That's how you become gold. On that note, John, 
What a show. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be back, and I did my first show with you. I couldn't be happier, and always I have gratitude towards everything you do for me, and thank you. It's always an honor, sir. Oh, you're welcome. It's it's great that we're both healthy again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, You know something? And I see big, big things happening very, very shortly. And sometimes these things happen, and they make things click, and it's like suddenly – Get out of the way or you're going to get friggin' run right over. And that's the way it is here. Everybody develop that attitude. And you can still be kind and good to people. But, man, when you turn that screw, look out. That's the way you want to go. And you attack things and you make success out of everything. So the show will be up tomorrow, and we will talk to you soon. So for John McCain, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. And as I said, Go out and reach for something that's much bigger than you and get in that power rack, hammer big heavy singles, lots of protein, sleep good, think good thoughts, and go out and spread the word. Because you know why? We are going to change many minds, as Doc Ridge would always say. Have a great week, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. I can guarantee it. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll see you next time.